from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is uh, Bye 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 from the, the music classic NSYNC. Uh, if you remember where you were when, when this song was played, uh, De- Dennis, by the way, as it was on plan, chose this one coming out of break. Uh, but as I heard it, I Googled it. Um, came out in 2000. Yep. That's right about the time Bill Belichick was winning his first Super Bowl. Second Super Bowl. Oh, no, no, no. No, it was first it year. It would have been before. You're right. Yeah, it was his first they year. They didn't win until 2001. So if you remember where you were when this song was being played <laughs> everywhere on the radio, uh, and in every like supermarket, and in every just everywhere uh, t- television show, and and everywhere. Uh, that's how long Bill Belichick has been the head coach of the, the the New England Patriots until earlier today, until about noon today when they officially had the press conference saying they were parting ways, and and that by the way was only one of a three part crazy twenty four hours of coaching movement within twenty four hours. Arguably the GOAT coach in college, the greatest of all time in college football, Nick Saban, retiring from Alabama. Arguably the great, the greatest of all time, the GOAT coach in pro football, Bill Belichick, parting ways with New England. And the only coach that reached the pinnacle during both of their primes in their respective spots. So he got a a national championship during Saban's reign, and he got a, a... Super Bowl during Belichick's reign, Pete Carroll parted ways with the Seattle Seahawks. Ironically, coached against Belichick in that Super Bowl that they won. There you go. You may have heard of Malcolm Butler for that reason. Oh, that the uh, Seahawks. You're right. That was actually he didn't win that one. That's right. No, I'm sorry. That's the other way around. Yeah. I'm sorry. They beat up on the uh, the, uh, the Broncos. Broncos. They beat Peyton up, Manning. Yeah. My apologies on that. Really beat up on the. Uh, my apologies. The Broncos and Peyton Manning. That's right. That was Russell Wilson. Ah, uh, yeah. So anyway, those three teams are all, uh, those three coaches are all parting ways for variety of reasons. Actually, Pete Carroll may remain as an analyst, but I'm calling it parting ways for all intents and purposes. He's no longer going to be the head coach from the team that they are synonymous with. Here's Bill Belichick uh, at that noon presser earlier today about the the decision to part ways between he and the owner Robert Kraft. Uh, Robert and I, after a you know series of discussions, have uh, mutually uh, agreed to um, part ways. And uh, for me, this is a day of um, you know gratitude and celebration. Um, start with Robert and his family. Um, it's great. So much thanks for the opportunity to to be head coach here for 24 years. Uh, it's an amazing opportunity. Um, received tremendous support. Uh, we had a vision of you know building a winner, building a championship football team here. And uh, that's exceeded, exceeded my, my wildest dreams um, and expectations. Uh, the amount of success that we were able to achieve together, um, you know, through a lot of hard work and, you know, contributions of so many people. Um, so I'm very proud of that. And, and um, I always have those, those great memories. I'll carry with those, those with me the rest of my life. Belichick doing a little bit of talking. Do you know what would have been fantastic? If Robert Kraft gave him a big old... Uh, we're you know we're gonna announce the da 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 that that you know, this play. And I'm so happy we got the Super Bowls and the memories. We're gonna wish him the best. Here's Bill Belichick, and if he walked up there and went, I'm on to my next team. 
Uh, I'm, I, I'm how does it, Carolina. How, how does it feel to be be moving along from the the team that you've been with for the last two two plus decades? I'm on to the next team. I'm on to the next team. Would have been fantastic. I would I would have. I'm not necessarily a huge Belichick fan. I would have become a Belichick fan in that moment. Uh, but these three guys all, for whatever reason, not being the head coach of those teams, it's the changing of an era, and those movements will have impacts, ripple effects, all across the football universe. Will Belichick come to Carolina? We'll have that debate. Should they want him to come to Carolina? We'll have that debate. And it's not really a debate to me. There's a right and a wrong answer. That's coming up later in the show. Uh, but Nick Saban, who is his replacement? Does it come from the ACC? Dan Lanning, who was one of the first hot names, uh, the Oregon coach, announced today he's staying at Oregon. Is it Dabo? Will they interview Mike Norvell from Florida State? Who else might be in the mix? Now, if you take away one of the better coaches from the ACC, what the heck happens to the ACC? Or if if Nick Saban is replaced by somebody that can't keep Alabama at the same level they are, what the heck happens to the SEC without the tip of their spear, right? Without the the big bad bullies on the block, Alabama. Because make no mistake about it, uh, Alabama for the last 15 years has either gone to the college football playoff uh, or the, the national championship or somebody there was there on the merit of our biggest win was against Alabama. Right when when Georgia goes, their resume best win is always beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, and it, take all that away, does 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 it crumble? Right, you always hear this with the honeybees. Right, if the honeybees go extinct, somehow like the giraffes are gonna die because they're the keystone species holding everything together. Right, we have to protect the honeybees because without the honeybees, what happens to the eagles? And it's like what? And then some, you know, biologist gets there and explains how it's all about the pollination process. Uh, is is Alabama the honeybee of the SEC? If you take away the honeybee, do the gators die? If you take away the honeybee, do the tigers die? Meaning LSU. Take away the honeybee, do the longhorns suddenly keel over down in Texas? Or is it just? Whoever's the coach of Alabama gets to win, and it's Maybe. been and it's been Nick Saban just uh, having the luxury of being in that role for all these years. Well, here's the thing: Alabama before Nick Saban got there was kind of eh. oh yeah, that's kinda, the thing eh, is is it's generous. being generous exactly. So there, that's the thing: he had to build that program back up. Now, now maybe it's Kirby Smart and Georgia right now, just I, of what they've done the last few years. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they take over that mantle, but. There's going to be a long-term ripple effect that we're not seeing, obviously, quite yet because it just happened yesterday. But who knows? Like you said, Mike Norvell goes. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Florida State's crumbling right back to where they were. Or if Dabo Sweeney mm-hmm. leaves to Clemson. Sorry, Clemson, you ain't going to get to the rise of where you were when when Dabo was there. I'm sorry. I just don't see you reaching back to that point again. So, yeah, how does that impact Carolina or State You know, when it comes to the CFP and all that? Opens the, 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 same, the same question I asked about the SEC, right? How, yeah. how strong is everybody if you take away the tip of the spear? Mm-hmm. If you take away Dabo, how strong is the ACC when you don't have, hey, we beat Clemson to turn your season around midseason, Great NC point. State, right? You beat Clemson, all of a sudden everything was different, even though they were having a down year. You want to know how I describe, and I, this is a personal anecdote about a- Alabama. This is how I describe Alabama pre-Nick Saban. Uh, I grew up in Hawaii for a big part of my childhood. 
Uh, Alabama at one point in time was under a postseason ban. They had some violation and they weren't allowed to go to a bowl game. So uh, they scheduled Hawaii for the last game of the regular season, the University of Hawaii. And they basically, for their fans, treated that as their bowl game. So they were like, hey, you know, we're going to the Hawaii Bowl for our last game of the year. It was just the last game of the season. And you want to know how crazy it was. We went there as Hawaii fans and thought we had a chance. We went there as Hawaii fans and we're like, hey, Alabama's chance to end the season on a, on a good note, on a win. The University of Hawaii was thinking that about Alabama before they got Nick Saban. That's, that's a different beast because I'll tell you right now, if they go out to the University of Hawaii this year, they're going, hey, we might keep it under 60 if they're, they're lenient. If Nick Saban is a little, uh, you know, fat and happy from the luau he went to, maybe he'll call off the dogs early and we'll only lose by 60. It's a different beast. It is a different beast. And everything's going to change. I mean, in, in, in uh, the NFL, you take away Pete Carroll, you take away uh, Nick Saban, I don't know, maybe maybe whoever the Panthers hire isn't so far behind everybody else because everybody's coming back to the pack. They're going to have new coaches too. There's two ways you pass people in a race. Either you speed up or they slow down. Mm -hmm. I would argue the Patriots and the Seahawks are slowing down right now, which is good for everybody behind them when it comes to stability and culture and all those sorts of things. Good for for the Panthers because they're in dead last when it comes to culture (laughs) and stability. They're like, yeah, you can slow down a little more. Yeah. You could walk. You could walk. I don't even know if if, if the other if they started walking. I don't know if Carolina could catch up. This could be one of those viral moments where the people in front go to help the people in the back. Carry me up front. Yeah. No. Fine. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Do you want to say for the first time ever that Bill Belichick is the head coach of the Carolina Panthers? Does David Tepper want to say for the first time Bill Belichick is the head coach of the Carolina Panthers? And if and when you decide that, you also have to evaluate Pete Carroll as the possible head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Let's get ahead of it, right? I know those conversations are coming. They may have started already. Let's get ahead of it. I don't want Belichick or Carroll in Carolina. I hope David Tepper does not want Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll in Carolina. And it's not because they're not good coaches. It's because of their age. And I don't know if that's ageist. Is it uh, like uh, you might not Ageism. be able, you might not be allowed to say that out loud, but uh but 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 that's that's my thought process and I'll explain why. Um but first of all, I think they both might be a little bit more realistic than you think. Right? Bill Belichick, I believe is going to want to be the head coach and the GM wherever he goes. He's going to want personnel control. I don't see many teams lining up to give him personnel control, and maybe the Panthers would because they're desperate. And if they're the only one making that offer, maybe that's the one he chooses. Same is true for Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll had a lot of say over the roster in in Seattle, uh, and it may be a situation where he's going somewhere where 
right? He wants to to leave a bit of a legacy of a turnaround. He seems like one of those guys that's like, hey, we're we're going on a hike. We can go to the left at this fork in the woods, and it'll be a nice, flat, gradual rise to the summit. Or we can go to the right, and that one's going to have uh, a waterfall we have to travail and, and uh, a ravine we're going to have to go over. And he's like, well, let's take the challenging one. And guess what? If you're that kind of person, you choose the Panthers over everything else. If you're looking for a challenge, there's one in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Robert Kraft, the owner of the Pan- uh, Patriots. <laughs> Got to get my PA NFL uh, uh, teams aligned. Uh, Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, said this about Bill Belichick coaching elsewhere. I thank Coach Bill for his hard work and dedication. It'll be difficult to see him in a cutoff hoodie on the sideline, but I will always continue wish him continued success except when he's playing our beloved Patriots. So I thank you all for coming here today. If he goes to the Panthers, won't have to play the Patriots often, uh, which could be an appeal, right? Maybe he wants to go NFC to not confuse fans. Who knows? Evan Cohen uh, of ESPN, who you can hear every morning right here on 99.9 The Fan, unsportsmanlike. It's our morning show. Uh, Evan Cohen had this to say about Pete Carroll to the Panthers. Pete Carroll is known for positive reinforcement. Pete Carroll is a pat in the on the back guy, not a stab in the back or stab in the front guy. Pete Carroll is a culture changer. Pete Carroll is positivity. Pete Carroll is old enough where he could have that executive role. David Tepper, Carolina Panthers, offer him whatever the hell he wants. He should be the head coach. And part of being the head coach, he should also be the team president. And you should make him bring a coach in waiting with him. Change the entire culture. David Tepper should get out of the way and hand this franchise in Carolina to Pete Carroll. Hmm. Hmm. By the way, I agree you need someone upbeat. You need somebody that's going to bring a new energy to the to the room. But guess who else was upbeat? Frank Reich. Was he, though? Hey, heck yeah. You couldn't tell that guy it was snowing outside. He'd be like, nope, sunshine. Uh, oblivious, maybe another way to describe it. Yeah. But, but <laughs> what would we lose? Seven straight? Well, we're right around the corner from success. Here's, here's the thing. Everything Evan Cohen just said about Pete Carroll is correct. And all of the, the glowing tributes to, to Bill Belichick are correct. They're both good coaches. Surprise. The guy with six Super Bowls and the guy with a Super Bowl and a national championship, pretty good at the whole football coaching thing. They're still two of the best. Next year, wherever they're coaching, if they're both coaching, I'm going to consider those teams two of the better coach teams uh, in the league. But Bill Belichick is 71 and Pete Carroll is 72. I would love to have them on my sideline this year. I wouldn't give them personnel power at all, but if they're willing to just coach the roster I give them, I would love for them to be in Carolina. The problem is the roster that I want to give them to coach is like four years in the future. We broke this down earlier this season. I love that we did it because now we can reference it and it's not like, oh, 2020 hindsight, you're changing your tune. We did this exact exercise. We said next year, a sign of progress is just Bryce Young making progress. The year after, You want to be kind of in the mix, and if everything goes right, maybe you're in the mix for a playoff spot. 
The year after winning the division is the expectation. The year after that, Super Bowl contention. That's a realistic growth. That's linear, upwards, getting better every year, drafting well when you have picks, making moves, being well coached. So that by that logic, that, that little time frame that we had described weeks ago and nobody had any, any complaints about, do you really want your entrance into contenderdom, your entrance into being a legit contender in the NFL to come with a 75- or 76-year-old coach? Because I'm comfortable saying Bill Belichick still has the goods next year. I'm comfortable saying Pete Carroll can still raise the energy in the room next year. Or am I comfortable saying in 2028, 2029, that's still going to be true? I don't know. I don't know. Imagine if Andy Reid took over the Chiefs, right? He he was an established coach, showed himself as a very good coach in Philly. Mm -hmm. He took over the Chiefs and then four years later retired. That would have been what? After Mahomes' rookie year? Because he would have had the Alex Smith years. That would have been like, see, what a great hire. He's turning things around. All right, now, oh, look at this. He finally got the last piece to make them a true contender. See ya. Good luck with who was probably the best offensive assistant at that point. Nagy? Yeah. Probably would have been Matt Nagy. He probably would have taken over. Wheels fall off. Right? I don't want to say and the coach and waiting thing is fine, but are you 100% sure on the coach and waiting being as good as Belichick or Carroll? Uh, I don't think so. I want to bring somebody in this year that can be effective, right, raise the energy, do all that, but also grow with them so he's peaking when the roster's peaking. Or at least he's not on the way out when the roster's peaking. You have to think about this. We think about this when you're when you're building uh, a roster player-wise, right? You don't go get the running back first because the running back has the shortest shortest shelf life, right? If you go draft Saquon Barkley as a rebuild, Running backs, what, optimistically seven, eight years in the league as, as elite players? Okay, so you get the running back this year. You get the wide receiver the next year. He's good for 12 years. You get the quarterback the year after. He's good for 15 years. Then you get the offensive line. All right, well, now you got two years of running back left uh, before it all crumbles. Meanwhile, if you get the quarterback first, then the receiver, then the line, then the running back, your offense has seven or eight years because everybody's still on their, their, the good side of their, their expiration date. So don't bring in a coach with an expiration date when everything else is fresh. That's foolish. So if, if I'm a team, you know where I think Belichick's going to go? Where? None of the eight teams that are open right now. I think he's going to go to one of the two or three best teams that lose the first week of the playoffs. If you're the Cowboys, you lose week one of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. McCarthy's kind of on thin ice. People don't realize, but, yeah, I could see that And you have happening. the opportunity to bring in Belichick to try to be the final piece to get that core over the hump? I could see that. Now, you mentioned it. I never thought of that until you mentioned it. I can 100% see that. I mean, Think of the teams in the playoffs that have, like, legit aspirations. If they, if they trip up in the first round, by the way, I'm now now my my like hypothetical. I'm going down that path. Mm-hmm. What do you think Belichick could do with Micah Parsons? Oh God, he'd go back to his old Giants defensive playbooks for Lawrence Taylor. Oh yes, it'd be really fun. 
He'd go back to his old Vrabel playbooks and have Micah Parsons catching touchdowns as, as a tight end. He probably would, actually. I mean, it's it's the Cowboys. If if um, Heck, if the Eagles trip up in the first round, if Tampa gets them, Nick Sirianni, there's the, Jeffrey Lurie, that owner, is not patient. It'd be weird, very, very weird, mm-hmm. seeing Belichick on the side in a, in a uh, Kelly Green hoodie with the sleeves cut off. But that's where I think he's going to go because if you're a team that's all in for right now and you think you just need a really good coach to get you over the hump, that's where Belichick comes into play. He's 70, 71 years old. If you need a guy to you know, take three or four years to build and then give you a 10-year window to go win a Super Bowl, that's not him, right? That was Sean McVay. Yeah, that, that was Sean. Or um, like someone like Tomlin, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's on the move at all, but I'm saying someone like you can get an established coach that very obviously still has, you know, decade plus of being a super effective coach, uh, but they're not in their 70s. Same with Pete Carroll, right? If you Pete Carroll tells me if you have a great roster with bad vibes, you bring in Pete Carroll. Because he's going he's gonna to bring good vibes and, and positive energy and a lot of gum wherever he goes. That's what you bring in Pete Carroll for. Not, not the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panther, Panthers need somebody that's, you know, going to buy a house, not rent, right? Or, or as uh, my, my mom says, right, when, when somebody comes over and they have a jacket on, if they don't take their jacket, jacket off. Take your jacket off. Stay a while, right? Yeah. If you put your jacket on, it makes me feel like you're just stopping by. You're going to leave. Take your jacket off. Stay a while. They need a coach that's going to take his jacket off and stay a while. Not somebody that's like, well, I got this house in Nantucket. I got this house in Florida. This is kind of a nice spot between the two. So, uh, in a year or two, I can just hop on a plane and I'll be home and then, and then I'm done. It's not what you need. 